Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. If you legitimately put your head down and grind, and I know everyone says grind, grind, grind. Yeah. <laughs> but like, literally, like if you find something, learn a fuck ton of shit about it. Sorry, learn a ton You're of good. stuff about it. <laughs> Uh, and then meet a lot of really cool people, surround yourself with really important, like not yeah. really important, really good people, really smart people, yeah. like healthy people to be around, yeah. motivate you, yep. that kind of stuff. And like legitimately, don't do any of that for two, three years, see where it takes you. Yeah. All right, what is going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. And if you're watching this video, we have the legend, Tanner Fox, on the show today. Thanks so much for coming on. Oh, man, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here. For sure. So for everyone watching, this is, you said, the third podcast you've ever done, yep, right? Yeah, third one ever. So I'm excited, and I feel privileged to do this, so I just want to say thank you oh, again, man. brother. Thanks for coming on. We just, we just drove out from Phoenix this morning. We just got to the house. Um, and yeah, man, I really want to start it off here, because I think a lot of the people listening, they're aware of your content. They've seen your stuff. And obviously, I want to get into the story, but I, I think the coolest part about what I want to talk about today is like the business aspect of what you do. Cause I think a lot of people, you know, they'll follow people on social media, they'll see what's happening, but like you're doing big brand deals, you're an owner in multiple companies and like you're grinding. And I, I that's what I want to talk about because okay. I, you said like before we started this podcast, you know, there's people listening, they're mainly 16 to 20, 25 that listen. It's like, we're in this world where like you can really leverage the opportunities. So for people listening, I want to start off and say this, like, when did you get, involved with YouTube on social media? Because I know it goes way yeah, back yeah, to yeah, when yeah. you were younger, when you were riding scooters and oh, stuff. Oh, totally. I feel like everything related to making videos and making content has just been so natural to me. I've been doing it since I was like, I mean, like five years old playing with my dad's like camera. Yeah. As soon as the iPhone came out, my dad had the iPhone. I would like upload videos directly to YouTube from his iPhone of like me jumping off my roof. Yeah, yeah. So like literally since I was like eight, I've probably had like, I'm on my fourth channel now. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've been involved in just making content uh, since I was like, below eight but i've been in social media i'd say consistently for about three and a half years i okay. started doing vlogging and kind of like the new wave of like youtube videos yeah, maybe yeah. three and a half years ago and then ever since then i just got it yeah gone. so you're 8.9 million on youtube right now so when did you start with like the vlogs on that channel um on that channel i started in 2015 okay. august of 2015 so four years ago this month wow okay yeah. okay and 
for the people watching, like nowadays, how often are you putting out YouTube content? And like, what's the, the, the strategy real quick before we uh, get into it? Cause like yeah. how, like, cause like you were saying, like it's a grind to be posting on YouTube and it's not only become a massive source of income, but it's like, you've built a big brand and there's been so much that's came from it. But like, what's the, like how often do you post on YouTube? Um, right now I'm consistently posting and have been for the past like year, give or take, like I took okay. a month break here and there, whatever. Uh, for once, Got but it. I post every other day. Okay, yeah, every, every other day. day. Got it. Yeah, and then before that, I did every day for a year and a half. Every day for a year and a half. Yeah, and I only missed like five uploads. <sighs> like, see, that's the part where I was telling you, like, I don't do YouTube, right? Like, I'm gonna put this video on YouTube. So shout out to everyone watching it. We got a thousand subscribers. Let's go. But like, when you're on YouTube every day, like, in terms of the editing aspect of it and just like the uploading, like, that's a full like focus, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, like, in its own, in its own. Okay, totally. Got every it. day you're waking up, you're thinking of like. What's my content about today? Because yeah, yeah. everyone thinks it's, everyone has yeah. the stigma that it's just like, oh, film video, super yeah, easy. Yeah. But it's like, you're, you're entertaining people every yeah. day, so you just gotta Got wake it. up and keep going. Yeah, <laughs> so, and I wanna, I wanna bring this up too. So, we're both 19, and um, school, let's talk about that. Like, yeah, yeah. Did, did you drop out, or how did that go when it comes to like, your, let's say last year I graduated high school, I don't think you graduated, but <laughs> what was that transition like in your life, being young, now getting massive influence, and like making money online, and doing what you're doing? How did you kind of handle school? Because the, the, the biggest question I get from young entrepreneurs is like, yo, they're going to school, should they go to college, what are they doing? Like, I'd love to get your take on that, because you've yeah. probably seen the, the best side of it. <laughs> so yeah, what happened to me for school, and I don't like, I don't ever talk about this much, because I don't want to influence people, but I dropped yeah. out in ninth grade. Um, so I was going to, let me think, I was going to a normal public middle school until fifth grade. I only went for like two and a half months and I was okay. getting bullied there. So my mom got me into this private school that all my friends wanted to go to, or all my friends were going to. Yeah. So I was like, I, I really wanted to go to the school. My mom somehow made it happen. It was a lot of money, whatever. Yeah. I couldn't afford it. Got into the school. I was only there for like a year and a half and then I got, uh, ba- like expelled yeah expelled. Like I, I wasn't yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh and then from there i went to i was about to go to a military school because my mom was just like this kid's off the walls yeah, like yeah. send him away and then my dad um i went and lived with my dad and i went to a charter school okay so i did that for sixth grade until ninth grade and then i had one class left of ninth grade and then i took a test out of school but i failed the test and then i never took it again and then i turned 18 so That's insane. I like took the Chespy test, failed math, passed reading and passed English, and then Got it. since I failed math, I was supposed to retake it, but I never did. Got it. Yeah. So wait, so you, ninth grade was like your last year yeah. in school. Yeah. That's so dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so was it more so like because I, I want to know more so like you said you don't want to influence people to necessarily. Jumba. Oh, you're good. Jumba, baby. Let's get it. Yeah. Hell yeah, we're good. You can do you want to eat that real quick or? Oh no, you're good. You're good. All right, cool. So talking about school. Um, when you dropped out, like where were you at in your career at that time? Um, I was about six months consistently into YouTube, posting every other day. So before okay. I did every day for a year and a half, I was doing every other day for a year. Okay. So I was like maybe six months into that. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Now, and, and I want to real quick take people back for for the people that are maybe watching. Let's say they haven't seen your content or they haven't seen all of the vlogs you have out there. I'm yeah. sure it's slim to none, but like I'd love for you to give a some context and like the type of videos you post and just like how you've evolved into just such a creator and entertainer because like you'll do some wild yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. and I'd love for you to just give some context into that so that people um, become I, aware if they haven't already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like my content, how I kind of describe it to people is I do vlogs. Like that's like my thing. I film my life. But then like in that, I kind of just do whatever I want. Yeah, like yeah. anything like action sports, family, a lot of traveling stuff. Yep. I feel like my content's kind of evolved just because when I first started on YouTube, it was kind of an accident. 
I uploaded four vlogs, and then my fifth upload went viral as that hoverboard video. Yep, I've seen so that. So I started getting a bunch of subscribers, and then I was like, oh, like, I got to be consistent with this. Like, it was yeah. just new to me, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to start posting every other day. Just decided. Yeah. So then every other day, I'd just kind of be like, oh, oh, no, I need to post something. Like, what do I film? And I'd just go to Target, and I'd film a toilet paper for a video, or like, yeah. I'd go mess with people at the beach, or like, go to the skate park, and, yeah, yeah. and like, do tricks. Like, it was just kind of like, whatever I thought would be entertaining. I, yeah. I always based my videos off entertaining myself too it was weird like my because i edited for the yep. first year and a half so it's kind of like i'd watch my vlogs back if i was entertained because i have such a short attention span. interesting so I, I just like just whatever i thought was entertaining i yeah. just kind of kept doing it and then it evolved from there now do a lot of car stuff yep. tons of traveling tons of my friends just us having a good time yeah, yeah. No, i think that's, that's the main thing i try to do with my content is like um a lot of people who are less fortunate to have as much fun like hopefully live a little bit through me yeah yeah that's kind yeah. of the idea 100 and it's funny now because like you have the dirt bike track and you'll yeah. do all the car stuff when we were here the first time we were riding the dirt bikes and like you've you've sort of like created this life and like with your house and the trampoline and the pool where it's like you have like you said like we we're talking about rob your fantasy factory in terms of like one of your inspirations of just like reckless fun entertaining like you live it you know it's not an act that you're yeah. actively searching for like your house is like the fun house yeah. i see right so it's exactly. like being at this house, I know when, I, when we first met, it was about a year ago. I want to kind of bring that up. Like, how, what was it like turning sort of your life into something that you can live every day with the trampolines and the pools? And like, what's it been like to have your own spot at 19 years old? Because I'm sure like a lot of people listening, they don't have that privilege. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's honestly really, really crazy. I bought this house a year and a half ago, so I was 18. And it's it's really hard to explain, but I feel like I was in such this like, mode of like daily vlogging i can't even explain what that does to you as a person <laughs> like really though like everything every day was content it was yes to everything yeah like go 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 so like legitimately this is like my why i got a house logan was getting a house jake was getting a house <laughs> and i was like i'm turning 18 me and my mom fought sometimes and I, i'd always like we get in like little arguments and i'd be like i'm moving out when i turn 18 yeah. so then i also just like i'd always said that and then i turned 18 and i was like I guess it's time to buy a house. Like, <laughs> and then I got it, and then I kind of just started adding all like the fun stuff. Yeah, and it was just weird. Like, it, like I, like I said, it was just kind of random. It all just yeah, fell yeah. into place. And then obviously, this makes the most sense for like my YouTube channel, and yep. can film content. I'm surrounded by friends. I'm surrounded yep. by creative people. It's just a healthy environment. I think for that's sure. really what I wanted because doing what we do, like business, it's like hard to live at home with your parents because yeah, yeah, like 100%. you're on your own stuff, and maybe they don't understand that sometimes. Yep. So I think this was just creating the perfect atmosphere for everybody involved and yep. everyone helps each other. Just like a really good place to be. No, hundred percent. No, yeah. it's super cool. And I, I want to bring up too. So like you were showing me with um, the hot wheels thing you're working on and the things you've done. And then also the champion deal with space station gaming. I want to talk about yeah. the business aspect because totally. I'm sure like a lot of people listening, they could be creating content, putting out videos, but maybe they're not making money or yeah. they don't see it from a business perspective. And I think that's one of the main reasons I wanted to talk about this today. Cause it's like some people might see the, the trampolines and the pools, yeah, but like exactly. you're, you're running businesses and you're making big things happen on the back end exactly. that people might not see. So like, let's talk about, for example, the hot wheels thing. Like how did, that happened like everyone might be like how the hell i'm sure you would walk into walmart when you're little and pick up yeah, a hot yeah, wheels totally. and the fact that you have one with your car yeah. in a package in walmart it's probably trippy so yeah, like exactly. walk us through that process of so like the, how it started and really how it evolved yeah the coolest thing about the hot wheels deal is before me they were like so new to influencer marketing like it wasn't even okay. really a thing they were well it wasn't they were pushing yeah. like i was like one of their first big clients i know they were doing like deals with like little track builder one-off videos yeah, yeah. but 
it really started because like I collect Hot Wheels. Like I have a huge collection in my little yeah. office. Like I've just always loved Hot Wheels. My friends got me into collecting them. And then I made a comment to Holiday, who's um he we do like integrations together. Okay. He he gets my brand deals and everything. He has space station integrations over okay. in Utah. So I was talking to him one day and we were just like, Oh my god, like absolute biggest flex, like imagine having your own Hot Wheel. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, like it started from just that. And then I was like, Oh my god, like that'd be amazing. How do we do it? So then Holiday got in contact with Hot Wheels somehow. Uh, we ended up doing one, a one-off deal with them, like a, just okay. like a track builder brand deal yeah, on yeah. YouTube. Um, and the the main goal was to get the Hot Wheel, so that was like that was like the bigger picture down yep. the road. But like we never spoke about it with Hot Wheels; it was just like slowly inching okay. it. Like so, for a year we did like we worked together, and then it was always kind of like that was just the cookie. It was like maybe one day we'll get the Hot Wheel. Yeah, that would just be cool. And then um, for my birthday, they gave me a little Hot Wheel, and then. Um, Ever since, like, they gave me the little Hot Wheel, I was like, oh, this could, like, actually maybe happen. Yeah. <laughs> so I just kept doing, like, my absolute best job for them. Every time I go to a shoot, I give it my absolute all. I just always try to, like, over-deliver, yep. especially when I make, like, YouTube videos for them. Plus, the brands, just, we just fit together so perfectly. Like, for sure. Like, for me to just be like, I want a Hot Wheel. And then, like, our brands work so perfectly that, yep. like, I was building my GTR at the time. Yep. Working up that whole Guaxilla thing because the GTR has its own Instagram with, like, yeah, 600K yeah. followers. Yeah, that's insane. Um, <laughs> so... We were just like it was super random thing, and then just slowly gave it as gave it my all for yeah. months and months and months. Holiday was a huge help in that. Like I would not have that without Holiday. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, it just like pieced together, and they were just like, "Oh, it's already in production." And then I was like, "What?" Like that's it, so hype. Like it was like they they were kind of like <laughs> they were kind of like talking about it, like it was a thing that could happen in the future. Yeah. And then we did a collaborated merch line together, a Hot Wheels T Fox merch line. Okay. And they we kind of wanted to see how that would do. Uh, and then as soon as that came out, it sold out in 10 minutes, like the wow. whole line and then like the premium wow. cars. And then from then they were like, Oh yeah, all the hot wheels are coming into this year. And then they started going in stores. That's so nuts. So it was just literally like an idea. And then yeah. just, you know how that goes. You just yeah. give it your all and it just, you kind of manifested a way to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. So the, and that released when, um, cause I remember you, you put the whole out. track outside yep. and did the whole from like campaign yeah, for that it. came out about uh nine months ago okay so last october that's so, i, I want to say okay and, and we have new products that i can't i can't say what they are but yeah. we have a lot of really cool stuff coming out at the end of this year that's so sick like no because like and talk about cars too because i know you know jeff and kieran yep. like all the guys that i know that kind of got me into the car scene more more so or less yeah but what was that sort of love for cars like was that always been something early on because i know you went to like germany picked up your porsche yeah. or wherever you went but like, talk to us about cars because I think obviously not everyone would do a collab with Hot Wheels, yeah. right? It's like you have to have a true passion and desire yeah, to work the, with a brand like that. That's you know? another thing. I feel like everything in my whole career, if you want to call it, on yeah, just yeah. Like on YouTube and everything, everything's been so natural. Yeah, uh, yeah. Getting into cars, it was like my grandpa was a huge gearhead his whole life, and I I never understood it. Like I would like make fun of people for calling out car names. When we were yeah, yeah. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> and then I turned 15 and a half, got my permit, yep. and then ever since I started looking at cars to buy, I just like fell in love with him. Yeah, and yeah. then when I was like 14, my friend showed me a GTR. So then before I even started YouTube, I just like, one of the things like I feel like that played a factor in me doing well on YouTube yeah. was like I was 15, I only scootered because I did that before YouTube yep. stuff. And I was telling my friends, I'm going to get a GTR before I turn 18. I, <laughs> I hadn't even started making YouTube videos yet. Okay. I was just like, I'm getting one before I turn 18. Like, I don't know how. Yeah, yeah. And I just wanted one so bad. And peop- and my friend's parents would laugh at me and like be like, yeah, like, okay. Yeah. And I, I don't know why. It just like motivated me. And then I just made it happen, got the GTR. And then from there, um, I slowly met – all my friends are also into cars. So yep. um, they've helped a lot since I got into cars. They've For sure. made me get even more into it. Uh, and then just being around the space of like – um, cars and going fast yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. I just got into driving and then yep. I've been spending a lot of time on the track doing that kind of stuff. Got it. So it's just 
been over the last three and a half years. Okay. So kind of with the YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So Guaxzilla, I know like when I saw that happen, it was like for months yeah. you were talking about it and then the reveal happened. Like what, how did that idea and concept come about? Because I'm sure like the attention to detail that went into yeah. it, the colors, everything, like how was, what was that process like? So the first GTR, uh, when I was 16, I bought the GTR and then I wanted to get it wrapped. It was a 2010 GTR. So I okay. took it to random place that my friend worked at. Yeah, he yeah. DM me. It was SD Rap. Okay. Back then they had like 3,000 followers. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know where I'm going, but I'll go talk to these guys. Yep. So went with the first GTR. They were talking about all these ideas and I was like, oh, this is an older car. It has a lot of miles on it. I don't know if I want to do a bunch of stuff to this car. So yeah, I, yeah. I took the old GTR to Nissan, traded it for the new one, 17. Yep. And then I took that back to SD Rap and then they kind of were like, what do you think about this color? And then we were like, all right, let's do it. So we wrapped it, and then TJ Hunt, who's another big car YouTuber, yeah, I heard of him. he came to the shop right when it was done, and he walks in, and the first thing he's like, he's like, he's like, hmm, looks like guacamole. And then I made a joke, <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's Guaxilla. Like, okay. I just like, made a joke. And yeah. then I made an Instagram page, and then it started growing. And then, um, and then I was really scared to unwrap the car because so many people liked it. But yeah. I was like, I don't know what in my mind was making me think so hard about it, but I was like, I need to make it amazing. Like the, yeah, yeah. If, I, if I unwrap it, it's got to be insane. So yep. then I wanted to wide body it, and then we did the world's first molded wide body. Yeah. And then we built the whole the whole engine. It's a 1,000 horsepower, fully rebuilt transmission, <sighs> fully new interior, roll cage. Like I was just like, I'm not skipping any corners. I really don't yeah, know yeah. why. Like, I sometimes look at it, and I'm like, I don't know why I built this thing. Uh, like, I haven't even seen it in so person. It's so sick, bro. It's I haven't even seen it. I will right, we'll look at it after. It's, so, it's like such an amazing car. And then uh, that's kind of <laughs> like how Guaxilla started. And then um, I worked really hard, like didn't sleep for three days making the Guaxilla reveal video. Really? So I made that a huge deal. And then plus the Hot Wheel came out right around yeah, yeah. that time. So it just was like this cluster of like for sure. no, everything I, working. Because I think like the two things there is like, for example, a brand like Hot Wheels, like the fact that you put that attention to the car made that possible, right? Like they wouldn't have just like made yeah, a exactly. Hot Wheels for T-Fox. Like exactly. the fact that you had the, the car as a focus and you wanted to make it the most, like that's what made it cool, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. So like that. that they love the story the, behind it Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. And that's super sick. So just with that, how, how does Space Station Gaming play into the picture? Like, how did that come about, esports? I know I just saw, like, the, the Fortnite tournament go down yeah. where Buddha won, like, $3 million. Yeah. That's popping. You know, you hear Drake all the time. He invested into 100 Thieves yep. and all these. They just raised a Series B round for $35 oh, it's million. It's and an like, incredible world. Yeah, you the industry is... if you didn't know. Yeah, 100%. So, like, when did you get involved from esports business? Because, like, for me, I'm, like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, that shit's hot, and you're in it. So, like, w where did that come about? Yeah, so I think... Uh, a big thing that I don't ever really bring light to is like a huge mentor for me in this whole space has been Sean Duras. He's like yep. another creator. Um, and he does a bunch of crazy business stuff. So he founded Space Station Gaming. I met him like two or three years ago. And we've, we've like just always worked together. We started doing YouTube collabs. Then I went out there and I helped him get to a million subs. And he helped teach me all about the world of brand deals when I was 16. I didn't yeah, know anything yeah. about it. Um, so Sean founded Space Station Gaming because um, all those guys over there huge they love like yep. they've super into gaming so That's however tight. space station gaming popped into sean's head he started it yep um they started getting picking up a bunch of teams it started becoming legit and then i went out there to go work with sean and he started like kind of explaining to me the whole esports world and yep. I, I grew up in action sports so like yeah, yeah. it didn't it didn't make like a lot of sense to me but I, it was so intriguing and it was so cool and i thought it was like the most amazing thing because like for scootering uh, companies like fund our trips to Barcelona and yeah, yeah. make make big things like that possible. So yeah. it was like the same thing, but like for video game players. Yeah. So I just thought it was like the coolest thing. Started learning a bunch about it. Sean brought me on board um, as co-owner, and then I worked a lot on like the social growth and yep. like growing up, blowing up the socials and like really focusing on the content side of things. Yep. Whereas like 
I don't manage the teams and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. that's kind of how I got a part of Space Station Gaming. And then since then, I've gone to uh, the R6 championships in Montreal. Okay. And, like, we've I've met tons of the players and tons of the teams. And, like, we just got, like, a new Rocket League team. And, like, okay. So many crazy things. And then the champion collab. And then we have another really big collab coming at the end of this year that I can't talk about. I told you earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, so many just... It's, it's just really cool because a lot of the eSport companies are so, like textbook like there's a way to do it yeah, yeah whereas me and sean it was just like it was literally me sean and then all the guys back in utah that are on the yep. ssg team so we kind of do things in our own little way and make it more personalized yeah and our content one thing that sets space station gaming aside in like the esports world is our content on social media it's like super yeah it's, hot. it's really funny it's like it's just a lot of effort instead of just like congratulations to our yeah, team yeah. for taking first place today yeah and then like a picture of them it's like we do like, sure. really funny skits and yep. stuff like that yeah, and then you guys too. So with the the champion deal, like, because yep. I th- I look at it like, all right, esports, right? The fact that you guys have a merch line in like champs and in the malls, like that, like that type that takes a certain type of thinking. So like, yeah. how does an esports company do a collab with a uh, what's it called, like an apparel brand that has been around for decades? And yeah. like, what's how does that combine? Because I think the people listening, I want to sort of teach them through you of like, if someone maybe there's a 16 year old kid that's listening yeah. and plays Xbox, right, and he's a yeah. gamer, like, how does that Go to all right the business side to then the merchandise collab like yeah, how did so, that come so about? So the the champion stuff that wasn't personally me, but um, one of my buddies Alex who works for who works he's on the team for Space okay. Station Gaming. Uh, we were at E3, which is a big gaming yep, convention. I've heard of it. And he saw one of the champion guys there, and like he saw an opportunity in it, yeah, yeah. and went and talked to him, and um, kind of showed him the value of like why it would be important to yep. do some stuff with Space Station Gaming, tell him what we're all about, and then kind of like the Hot Wheels thing, like, yeah. How it's just like this would be really cool. Let's make it happen. And that's kind of that's dope. what he did in just right time, right yeah, place. Yeah, that, that's so freaking sick. Yeah. So have you ever been like big in like gaming yourself or no? Have you never um, been like I played, on that? I played Skate 3 when I was okay, younger. Yeah, like, yeah. But I started playing Fortnite. No, 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 no. The first, the first video game I ever played was PUBG. I started playing that in probably like 2016. Okay. And then I played Rocket League for a little bit. That was like one of my favorites. I love Rocket League. Okay. And then um, oh, I started playing Fortnite. Hold on, let me start it real quick. Where did it stop? Did you watch it stop? It was like 20 seconds ago. So we'll just jump back into the question. So with, with gaming, you're in the business side of it, but have you ever actually been like a player in itself or what? Um, so I played like Skate 3 when I was a lot younger, uh, but I started playing like, let me think. I, I started playing, PUBG was the first video game I ever played. That was in like okay. 2016. And then I played Rocket League a lot. Sean actually introduced me to like okay. all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so then we'd always play like till like two in the morning at his office yeah, yeah. and like play Rocket League, PUBG. And then I started playing Fortnite and I did um, some streaming when okay. that became popular. But I, it Got never it. stuck with me. I, I, I like more being on the other side yeah, and yeah. supporting the guys doing it. It's not For sure. Like I grew up doing the scootering stuff. Yeah, yeah so. no, I want, I want to bring that up. So like scootering, I used to be into longboarding a lot and like action sports sort of stuff. But when did you necessarily get into scootering? Because, I mean, you have the most craziest videos that you'll yeah. pull off now. And, like, you have, like, that's, like, an extreme skill set, right? Yeah, yeah, so, like, yeah. when did you get involved with that? Because, I mean, I think it's something where it's, like, you still do that to this day, right? Yeah, you yeah. post the videos, you scootering, you still, you'll still rock with it, right? So, it's, like, how, how did that sort of foundationally, like, pivot you into what you're doing? Because I'm sure it had a lot of, like... I think that was a huge part because scootering, um, I, I got, like, a really big fan base in scootering, so yeah, that yeah. I think it was a lot easier to pivot kind of outside and yep. move to everything. And it was also such a weird thing, like, scooter kid. Like, yeah, you I feel like you it. made it hot. And like, I'm like, yeah. when, I, when I first saw your stuff, I was like, oh, he's like, you're making scootering cool as hell. Oh, bro, I've been, you know what I'm saying? I've been made fun of my whole life for scootering. So I think it was, like, people see, like, wait, a scooter kid. A sc- That's so scooter? sick. Like, for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah. But I started scootering in 2011. 
Okay. Um, I went to the skate park. I was actually, it's funny, full circle. I was watching a YouTube video about uh, some kid at the skate park on a bike, okay. on a BMX bike. And then um, I really wanted to do BMX for some reason. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was the coolest thing. So I went to um, I went to the skate park and I saw all these other kids on scooters yep. and they had like custom grip tape and grips and like little parts <laughs> and I was like I was like what those are sick like, yeah, yeah. I thought razors were the only thing yeah so then I went home my dad bought me an Ultra Pro razor which is like the okay. best model razor still Got not it. a great scooter uh, and then I started going to the skate park like every day and then I found out that there was contests and like people compete in scootering and I yeah, just thought yeah. it was like, the coolest thing ever and then I just did it every single day that's kind of when I started falling behind in school like early yeah, on yeah, like yeah. Okay. 13 to 15 and then and then I was doing like the scooting full time didn't really care about school barely got my work done and then I kind of slowly started doing YouTube and then it just took uh, over okay uh, one thing I want to point out there is like I think for a lot of people listening it's like from a family aspect of like you're in school, you're starting to do scootering and YouTube. And like you said, like you're not putting effort into school. How was like your parents reaction to that? Cause like for me, I always tell people like the hardest sale yep. for me living in Virginia was like letting, selling my mom to let me travel by myself, like yeah. letting me do my thing yeah. when she wasn't, maybe there wasn't a picture and she didn't know what I was doing or yeah. like where it would lead to. Yeah. So like, how was that in your life in terms of like your parents and uh, my everything? dad, my dad was a lot in the early days. My dad was more supportive just because my mom, my mom had like the house. My dad lived on a boat, so yeah. my my mom. That's so sick. <laughs> yeah, so my dad was just like always like laid back, kind of like he did his own thing, and he kind of just be like, yeah, do your thing, Tanner. Yeah, like yeah. just make sure you get your work done at school. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> just get good grades, and you can do whatever the hell you want, basically. Yeah. And then my mom was just like, what are you doing? Like, what is this? Like, you need to focus on this. You're gonna like, she she was just being a parent, like yeah, yeah. getting all getting all worried about it. But then as soon as it started, the YouTube thing started working out she was slowly became like more results at the end yeah, of the day, right? Yeah, exactly. But like, but like I could so see that cause I'm just this little angry 14 year old kid <laughs> with a helmet going to the skate park every single day. And my mom's like, for do sure. school. Like you I can't sure. just go to the skate park on a scooter all day. Yeah. And then, I want to put that out. Cause I think a lot of people like I, I get hit up all the time. Like, Oh, should I drop out or go to college? And like, I always tell them like, prove to yourself like get results you know yeah, like yeah. you said like when youtube totally. started picking up your mom was like oh like you prove to them that yep. and you like actually show them what's possible and i think that's so important I, especially I the young people time. for sure yeah i don't ever want to like influence people to drop out of school or think yeah, it's yeah. like the cool thing to do a drop out of school it's not for everybody yeah it's not like some people are meant to go to school and be a doctor yeah. some people are meant to not go to school and be a youtuber like, yeah yeah it's just like or an entertainer or yeah. own a business or whatever it is yeah, yeah every everyone has different different for things, sure so. so what do you tell someone like nowadays right like you're one of the biggest people on youtube almost nine million subscribers like i was telling you right before this like i haven't really done much on youtube and obviously like, I'll, I'll i can do cool stuff and i can make cool videos but for the people listening like if someone's starting on youtube today like what do you recommend someone do just from the experience in which you've had like if someone wants to crush it and they're fully committed like what would you say the strategy is in 2019 biggest thing in anything is you have to provide value like you got to be doing i mean if you want to blow up on youtube in this day and age you have to be doing something different you got to be providing value doing it like there's got to be a reason like another vlogger is going to pop up it's just it's going to be like well no there's like 25 other big vloggers yeah right so it's like i think one important thing is is that and then the second thing is like consistency and you really do have to just like dive deep into it and commit to it because you can't upload three videos and be like okay this didn't work i tried to be different it didn't work yeah like you have to commit to it and like see if it's really gonna work ninja streamed for five to eight years doing halo until he had his big break no one knows that and ninja's the biggest esports guy in the world by far that's so you do have to like be really consistent you have to well first you have to pick something different yep and then you have to be really consistent doing it and you just have to like dive deep and really love it i think that's a really important thing for being a youtuber for sure is 
the bullshit really does shine through. Like viewers can see that. Like the yeah, people, yeah. the people decide what makes it, what 100%. doesn't, who makes it, who doesn't. Yeah. So if you're fake, and I think that'll show. So you have 100%. to be really into what you're doing. Provide value. Be different and be consistent. Okay. And, and being consistent kind of ties back to being in love with it. Like if you love it, it's not a problem. For sure, hundred percent. Because yeah, you said. I read this thing. It was like your first, what, 25 or 100,000 subscribers. Like that took yeah. how long? Yeah, so it took me like a, it took me five, four years to get zero to 22,000. Wow, four years? To zero to 22,000. Wow. Um, but I was just doing scooter videos, yeah, like yeah. scooter checks, how-tos, yep. day edits, stuff like that. And then when I started vlogging and my, my video blew up, I probably only grew like 22,000 to like 30,000 in yeah, like yeah. four months vlogging and then and then from there i grew like 30 to 100 okay a couple months got it because then the video blew up and a lot of traction. for sure so and one thing i want to touch on and this is what gary v always says so like there's so much platform diversification right you we see tiktok popping up yeah tiktok popping up and all this stuff like how are you looking at like the evolution of social media like are you you would say like tied to one platform and now you were saying you use instagram like for fun and stuff and then i see you post on tiktok now a little yeah, bit yeah, like yeah, yeah. where's your head at in terms of like how do you look at social like moving forward from right now obviously youtube's your main mm -hmm. but like you're doing on tiktok like how do you just test everything what do you recommend people to do like how do you what's your take on it i mean honestly like youtube's my main gig like that's what i'm really focused on right now there's nothing better that's taking my attention right now um facebook just started monetizing yep so uh, I've, I've been getting a little interested in that and kind of repurposing my content on there and posting a ton of like For just sure. my older cool videos. Yeah, yeah. I started doing that um, just because like that's moving towards monetization so I could see like a lot of potential in that. Yep. If they start making a bunch of money, they're going to start promoting it. It's going to start For working. Sure. Same with TikTok. Um, I've just seen so much heat around it from For all sure. sorts of people. That's honestly <laughs> the reason I kind of was like, okay, I'll give it a chance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then a couple of my buddies like in the living room, they have like a couple million on TikTok. Oh, wow, really? So I was just like, oh, wow. Like I, I truly thought it was like musically. Like I didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't know and I think that's where a lot of people are at. Yep. But um, as far as like social growth in the future, I think IGTV will be a big thing. Okay. I think, I mean, all video content, I'm not really like looking what's my next move, but yeah, like yeah. I have a pretty good grip on when it moves, move there. Got like, it. You know what I mean? For sure. I, I tell I, everyone, listen, I think Tanner should start a podcast. <laughs> I know. We were talking about that when you first yeah, yeah. got here. I think a podcast dude, would be really cool. I think it would be hot, bro. Like, why not? I think, yeah. dude, I want to help you, bro. Exactly, like, you can exactly. crush it. Video content. Like, yeah, exactly. yeah, like, yeah, for just sure. Just kind of trying out different things. Podcast, for sure. try podcast, see, how, see if it's fun. Yeah, yeah. There. But YouTube, I've just stuck to YouTube because it's like, for sure. it's what's worked. It's got my it. bread and butter. It's kind of like. Got it. And, and one thing I want to touch on too, and I always get this of like, screen time and like mental health on social right i'm uh -huh. sure like as you get more love you get more hate and vice versa right so it's like how is with someone with such a following i think there's something really important here of like i sometimes think i spend too much time on my phone or you know it's like yeah. I'm, I'm just on instagram too much and there's it's taking too much time yeah, like yeah. how are you from like a mental health aspect like do you ever like turn your phone off and don't touch it that's something i've been um, trying to do personally and yeah. i've talked to a lot of successful people about but like what's your take on like social media time on your phone do you try to limit it like how how much time do you use it because i think i want people to learn from the different answers that i get on this show yeah. so like how do you look at that that's a good that's a good question i feel like i kind of go wait ask it one more time just like in terms of spending time on your phone do you ever limit yourself and say hey like let me get off and actually just be present in the moment or okay. is it something okay. that you believe overlaps and like takes too much time off your hands. I feel sense. like it goes both ways. Honestly, like some days I'll just be like, okay, I need a break from this. I just need to know that I'm human. Yeah. And like, I need to know that I can entertain myself and like talk to my mom, or, like, <laughs> hang out with her for the day. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, like literally that kind of stuff. But then like 
but then at the same time you're just you just get sucked up in it and you're on your phone <laughs> but I definitely yeah, yeah. think about it and a lot of days I try to like I, I try to like put my phone down and walk away from it because like when your phone okay. buzzes you always just like yeah, oh, yeah. shit yeah. but um, what was your question about just mental like, health? like the mental health there's always like people spending too much time on their phone and they, they get up comparing themselves to others and they oh my life isn't good enough oh. whatever it is you know like how, how are you and like what, what would you say to someone young that's listening that may be comparing themselves to others or getting down on themselves because they follow so many people yeah. on social media and they're not focusing on them like because I mean obviously what you do like you're focused on becoming the best version of yourself and you're like committed and Enjoying you grind, right? And like, I, I think that's what, there's a misconception yeah. of, of like, you know, like you're focused on you and then people attract. But like if yep. people are listening and they're trying to grow on social media or they're, tr- they're, or they're stuck comparing themselves, like what would you tell that person that's, that's young I, and they can't find themselves in a way? I think it's super unhealthy, like truly to like constantly be comparing your content to other people's because you're just like making up the right way to do it in your head. Yeah. I do the same thing, like, I, I stopped watching YouTube videos and I really haven't. Really? I, I haven't in like months. I, I sometimes do and I watch my friends and like yeah, yeah. the Funk Bros and I watch like yeah, my close yeah. friends and like Sean and that kind of stuff. For sure. But I've truly stopped watching YouTube videos, I think, because I don't like watch it. And maybe it's just me as a YouTuber, but I don't watch it as entertainment. Like okay. I'm, the whole time I'm picking out things I don't like in the video, the things yeah, yeah. I like in the video, how I could do it in my video, how I could do it better in my video. Like it yep. just got like toxic. It's just. For sure. Yeah, I think, I think it's really important not to do that because then also your content's impacted by it and you're not being like authentic in your own way and like that's really important for like i said being providing value in like a different way being an influencer if you're if you're constantly looking at other vloggers and how they're doing their videos yeah watch them get an idea how it works because because obviously theirs is working for a reason yep but like definitely don't sit there and be like damn so and so did this today and i only did this today for my video like that's uh my like you, it's yeah, just yeah really for, sure, for sure. Yeah. So one thing I want to touch on because like you're wearing the K Swiss, the Gary V's. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. talking about it before, and like I, I want to talk about like mentorship. Like, what would you say has been someone that like has inspired you, or that you've learned from, or you've like somewhat maybe you saw some of their content and you've translated into what you do? Like, who would you say some of the mentors are for you, like in this space? Um, I say the first biggest one, um, pretty much the reason I started vlogging uh, was Adam LZ. He's like okay. a drifter. Yep. He used to do BMX. Um, I watched his webisodes way back in the day because he did BMX, I did Scooter. Got so it. then I also always said, I want to be the Adam LZ of Scooter. Yeah, yeah. That's why I always said. And then, um, so he was like a huge mentor. He taught me a bunch about merchandise. That's why I have my own warehouse where I do my own stuff. Yep. He told he like, because that's how he did it. So he taught me his ways and he was a huge mentor. Uh, and then Sean Duras is a huge mentor. He's taught me so much about life and handling things and, and business and yeah, yeah. content and what to care about, what not to care about. Yep. Um, Sean Holiday, who's who does integrations, space yep, station yep. integrations, he's been like unreal. He, I did the Hot Wheels deal with him. He's okay. just really like helped me through life and like sure. especially so much pressure and all this stuff. He just helped me like see the bigger picture and yep. kind of stay true <clears throat> to myself and that kind of thing. And then Jessica, my business partner at Premier Icon, she's like a second mother to me. Okay. She's just like she's helped me so much with. Um, how important the customer is and how important yeah. like the viewer is and you know your fans like how important that is like it yep. truly is because it's just a number on a screen for sure um so she's like so many different qualities from so many amazing people that's that tight been mentors yeah that's tight and in terms of like i don't want to say podcasting but just like education daily habits i always ask people that are on my show whether that's drama or gary v or grant cardone whoever yeah like in terms of success, like what would you say has attributed to like on a daily basis? What does your day look like? Is it always different? Do you have a routine? Like, give us people like the the Tanner Fox daily recap. Yeah, so you'd I, say I'd say, kind of like back to our conversation about this house. I literally just wanted to make a 
I just wanted to make a house where I can be like so comfortable, have everything I need around me at all times yeah. to just be productive as I can. So I feel like I don't have a normal day or like a normal schedule where it's like 9 a.m. do emails, yeah, do this, yeah. do that. I just kind of like wake up and then I'm like, all right, what do I do? Because like I know I have like, <laughs> I I have, like a big list of stuff I need to do. Like I can take T Fox break photos. I can I yeah, can yeah. talk to this person. I can do a call with this person. I have to have a meeting with this yeah. person or film a video. I kind of just like if I have calls or meetings and those are important. Like those are those are important. So yeah, yeah. Like today, like three o'clock, like you're gonna be here. You're from Arizona. Yeah, yeah. But mostly it's just like wake up, always film content. Content's number one because then in that you film like brand content. For sure. You get everything from that. So yeah, like, yeah. vlogs always number one, um, and then going to the warehouse and just kind of like a I, I guess just a cluster of getting as many things as I can done for sure people. got it there's no real schedule okay no, that, that's dope though yeah. I think it's always different for everyone you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying yeah. that's super tight and something I want to touch on because of this podcast called Rise of the Young and like you looking back you're 19 now looking back to like when you were 12 like what would you tell young Tanner or a piece of advice or someone that's just younger than you today because a lot of this audience yeah. is someone that's our age or maybe they're just getting into business. Like, what, what do you tell that person that's, like, just getting started along their journey based on just what you've learned over the last years? I mean, what I have seen literally happen in front of me without even realizing it, it felt like, I would give advice and say, if you legitimately put your head down and grind, and I know everyone says, grind, grind, grind. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, literally, like, if you find something, my roommate Baird, yep. he Googled how to make money online. Now he's making tons of money doing e-commerce he's yeah. so successful yep. all he did was google all he did was like so find something that works yep. real estate podcast throw events for people merchandise yeah. like whatever it is actually grind and actually get good at it make it happen put your head down for two three years sounds like a long time but yep. then like right now you're let's say 16 like three years you're gonna be 19 yeah. so like if you grind your ass off like forget all the parties forget hanging out with friends like legitimately like this yeah. is true honestly like Every night I would just edit videos like, and I didn't even realize I was doing it because I was having fun. Yeah. But like looking back, I literally just grinded my ass off for like years, like three yeah. years. That's all I did. I would go to bed early, like I made sure everything was happening. Yep. And then like I look back and I'm like, it's like looking like, holy shit, I actually have a house. Like yeah. it's kind of crazy. A, yeah, it's insane. It's legitimately like crazy. So if you find something that works, learn a fuck ton of shit about it. Sorry, learn a ton You're of good. stuff about <laughs> it. Uh, and then meet a lot of really cool people, surround yourself with really important, like not yeah. really important, really good people, really smart people, yeah. like healthy people to be around, yeah. motivate you, yep. that kind of stuff. Legitimately, two or three years, actually commit to that, not just like a, it's Saturday, like I earned it, I'm gonna go out, like I'm gonna go out, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go out for the weekend, or I'm gonna go on vacation, like legitimately, don't do any of that for two or three years, see where it takes you. Yeah, that, that's so sick. So like, wait, did you edit all your videos at the beginning, you were yeah, saying? Yeah, I did editing for the first, like, two years. Okay. Yeah. Wow. For, so I did it, like, halfway through daily vlogging. I did every other day for a year, and then I did every day for a year and a half. So halfway through that okay. is when I stopped. That's so wild. So, like, going back to, like, family, right? I think this is something important to me. Like, super, super close to my family. Make sure I communicate with them. Like, going from dropping out of school, doing your thing, to now, like, having a house and living on your own, doing your stuff, like... How has your family taken this? Because I'm sure like they've seen it evolve yeah. over the years. And it's like, what's it been like to just like, because I'm sure that's just so fulfilling. I know you bought your yeah. mom a car and your yeah, sister. Yeah. Like what's been some of the most fulfilling moments for you throughout the last couple of years? Um, I would say the most fulfilling was buying my mom her house. Okay, That was like probably the coolest just because like since my parents got divorced when I was like nine, it was yeah. just always a struggle. Like we like uh, finding somewhere to live. Yeah. And, like, we can't own a house anymore. We sold our other house. So yep. like, I, I know she's so excited to be owning a house. So That's I think so that was tight. probably like the biggest thing. And then obviously the car stuff is like, I love like my, giving my mom her dream car, uh, giving my sister her car. Like yep. that stuff means the most to me. Like honestly, totally. like then buying like my Tesla, like yeah, yeah. I buy my Tesla and then it's like, oh cool. Like, okay, 
Like, it's, I knew yeah, I was yeah. going to get it. Like, yeah. But then, like, I don't know, being able to do, like, those really big, cool things. And that's so tight. Especially for your family, because yeah. family's always number one to me, too. For sure. And that's tight. That's yeah, I tight. think that's definitely the most rewarding. Okay, for sure. Now, I have a couple more things, and then I think, I'm just, let me just restart this so it doesn't no worries. turn off. You might want to drink real quick, or are you good? Do it. Boom. So a couple more things. So in terms of Instagram, right? I want yeah. to talk about that. I spend a lot of time on Instagram. I always tell people like the power of the DM, like every person I've had on this podcast, even how we connected yeah. through the DMs on Instagram, right? So someone with such a following, you have like what, over 4 million followers on Instagram. Uh, you're getting hundreds, if not thousands of messages a day, a week. Like how are you utilizing Instagram as a platform? And like, what's your, like, how do you look at it? Cause I think some people look at it as Hey, this is my, this is my cherry. Obviously yours is YouTube, yeah. but Instagram, What's your take on it? Um, my honest take, I feel like for connecting, I use Twitter. I think Twitter. Okay. Twitter is more powerful. Really. Than Instagram, I think. Interesting. Um, because Twitter's so direct, like you could get to like anybody way easier. Okay. So I think for connecting, like, I mean, I use Instagram DMs all the yeah, time, yeah. but I I probably use Twitter for that. Instagram's just like. To me, it's just like a fun platform. I post like random content. Yeah, I also yeah. try to be strategic with the content I post. Like yeah, yeah. I don't try to post things for people to unfollow me, but I think my constant goal is to just post whatever I want and at the same time like grow. Yep. So I just kind of post the content that I see everyone else yeah, yeah. doing and like, you know, sure. scooter stuff or drifting or like, yeah, yeah, you kind of yeah. get the little, you figure out the little things that for work. For sure. And then I just post on it maybe four or five times a week. Got it. Um, but there's no real strategy behind my Instagram, to okay. be honest. Got it. No, that, yeah. It's funny because I think one of the biggest things, like for me, is I don't use Twitter really at all. So that's funny because I literally, every person Instagram DMs. And I think for you, are you, at, like, how, what would you say in terms of time-wise, how much time do you spend on Instagram a day? Bro, I think I use Instagram more than any other platform, but it's like okay. that, it's that stupid noise. It's like yeah, it's just yeah. the scrolling. Like <laughs> it's like yeah, I, yeah. It's a like I need to get better at that. For sure. And that's probably like that's probably what it is. I just I use Instagram and just scroll, okay. and I don't even know what I look at. Okay, I got you. Hours go by. Yeah, yeah. What I look at. Got it. So in terms of consuming content, I think this is intriguing. So you don't watch YouTube videos, like do you personally consume content like intentfully on a daily basis? And if so, like who do you tend to listen to or watch? Um, like, I, know you said you're I close think there's friends. like the smaller people. Well, I mean, like not the smaller people, but like I think like Gary V. Like he's healthy to follow. Yep. I just feel like he's healthy to follow. Like why would you not follow Gary V. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> shout out to Gary. Yeah, for real. Like you're scrolling through your feed and you're just looking at bullshit again. And yeah, yeah. Like, boom, Gary V. Posting, you're like sick. Like motivation. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just healthy. That kind of stuff. Yeah, t- tell a story about Gary because I think everyone listening to this podcast for sure knows Gary because I've interviewed him. I talk about him a lot. He's an inspiration yeah. to me. Tell him the story with Gary because you didn't know who he was. You're rocking his shoes now. Yeah, so tell, yeah, tell yeah. that. So, I thought so that was the story funny. how I met Gary, um, I met him about two and a half years ago when I was in Utah. The first yep. time I flew out to go see Sean or the second time to go see Sean, he was teaching me about brand deals and okay. he was like, Gary Vee's coming out. Like, oh, this is like, oh, Gary Vee's coming out. He's all excited. And I was like, <laughs> who's Gary Vee? I don't know. Like, what's going on? And he was all stressed out. He's like oh, we got to be, like, on our shit. Like, when Gary comes, like, this is going to be, like, legit. Like, we got Gary out to Utah. And yeah, I was like, yeah. I don't know what we're doing, but okay. And uh, I met I met Gary, and he kind of told me a little bit about what he did. It was when he first started Instagram. He had, okay. like, not first started, but he had, like, a million followers. Yeah. But um, I was talking about cars, and I was like, I didn't know what he did. I just, he... like, I just assumed he was, like, this rich business guy. Like, that's yeah, just yeah. what I kind of vibe I got. So I was like, oh, so, like, do you like cars? Because, like, what kind of cars do you have? Yeah. And he's like, cars? Me? I don't give a fuck about cars. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, okay. And then, we went, and then we ended up going indoor surfing. Okay. And then I got him to like front flip onto a, onto this pad. We went like indoor rock climbing. It was so fun. That's so like, wild. Like the most random thing, because like now you yeah. see that like you'd never get Gary to go on an indoor surfing. <laughs> like, but like that was the first yeah, yeah. time I ever met him. That's and so funny. And then since then, I've just always like, I've just always loved, 
I just supported him. I yeah. thought he was dope. I didn't yeah. know before he was like cool to like I feel like now he's like really trendy to like yeah yeah like, he's cool he's doing the things the rappers yeah and, yeah yeah, yeah, all yeah. Stuff. but like back in the day like I was just like this guy's fucking dope like yeah. I like him and then I just always rocked his shoes okay. he sent me a pair of shoes I always post him on my stuff yeah yeah and I just always I just always show him love and comment on his stuff for sure and then he started really killing it yeah and then 100%. he's just always been really cool to me he's just he's cool dope have you been to his office in New York yeah oh yeah, his, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. His, it's amazing bro insane the whole floor yep yep he has two floors actually now so, yeah so oh, when I went there I think he only had one okay. Yeah, shout out to Gary Vee if he you ever see this. <laughs> but um, I have a couple more questions. So, yeah. in terms of you would, I would say like looking forward 2019, 2020, like what's something you want people to know about that like you're working on that like because I think nowadays right it's like you you follow people on social media you're seeing their current right yeah. you don't see what you're working on six months from now but in a podcast you can kind of break it down and give give people something to think about it yeah. give people like what's what's Tanner Fox looking forward to moving forward like into 2020. Um, I think. Moving into 2020, I think this year, a little bit mentally for me, has kind of been like, oh, wow, this is my last year being a teenager. So I kind okay. of feel like I slowed down a little bit because, like, the past three years, I don't even know where they went. Like, I, yeah, I like, yeah. legitimately don't know where the last three years went. So I was kind of like, oh, wow, this is my last year being a teenager. I'm going to chill a little bit. And then 2020, I just want to, like, but I haven't even been chilling. Like, I'm still doing <laughs> stuff all year. Like, I have so much cool stuff coming up. Yeah, yeah. But, like, 2020... I think um, T Fox brand is like a really fun thing for me that I've always just had fun with my like clothing brand. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanna, I want that to like evolve into like a legitimate big brand. Like it will with history. Hundred percent. Three years old. Okay. But like, I yeah, because you sell what? You sell t-shirts. The I saw like the pencils, the pencil houses, yeah. the backpacks. Yeah. So like, kind of like how Supreme started was just okay. like they were a skate shop and then they started doing collabs and yep. that became their thing. Like I kind of just think it's really cool. Like I done the Hot Wheels stuff. Like T Fox co branded. Yep. Um, I'm working on a couple other things, yep. like different companies and stuff like that. Yep. But I think that T Fox brand is just like a really fun thing for me. I've always just actually, I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Like building it, seeing where I can take totally. it. And you so, have your own like fulfillment center, yeah. warehouse. You have like the whole trampoline and yep. foam pit yep. and stuff. Yeah, so, so yeah, talk about that. Oh yeah. So then up at the warehouse, we have um, another business that um, I'm co-owner with Jessica yep. um, called Premier Icon. We basically do other influencers merchandise. Okay. It's kind of like what Fanjoy does. Like yep, yep. Whatever, but. Uh, a lot better. <laughs> I love it. So if people like if people are listening and like they're an influencer, let's say like, yeah. do they? How do they get in touch with you if they want to do that? Twitter, Is it like Twitter okay. DMs? Like just like tweet me. Like say like let's work together. But we have like in house graphic designer sourcing. Uh, we do fully custom products. Like we can literally do everything. Okay. Build an app. Like like again. Yeah, um, yeah, that's tight. Our team helped out with the Ace Family app. Okay. Like helping build that. That's tight. The basketball game. Uh, but yeah, Twitter DMs and make some magic. I, I just think it's tight. so cool to build brands with people yeah, and yeah. help them understand the bigger picture of it. Because another thing for me being like when I was like 15, 16, when I started T Fox Brands by myself, I didn't really realize I was like starting a full brand. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. cool. Like it's dope. For like, sure. I can maybe one day sell that to a, like a big company that yeah. has to buy my brand or, yeah. or do co-branded products with whoever I want. For sure. Like, I have it. Yeah. So I just think it's really cool to build brands with other influencers and kind of show them the actual value of it because I've seen such a success from yeah. it. And they kind of, they then, when I explain my success and how it worked and all what it means to me, they kind of see the bigger picture. And then That's tight. building the brands with, with them is really yeah, awesome. Yeah. Like these shorts I'm wearing, like this is one of the influencers we do. Okay. Dustin Williams. Okay. Like fully custom. Oh, zipper pockets. Yeah. Oh, I love the zipper They're pockets. Like gym shorts. Okay. So That's nice. tight. So I, I want to talk about branding too. Like if someone wants to start a brand today, maybe it's a fashion brand yeah. or maybe it's whatever it is. What, what would you say you've learned from that? Like when you go to launch a brand today, I'm sure it's way different than three years ago when yeah. you started T Fox brands. Yeah. Like how, how, what would you say you've learned from building a brand or doing the collaborations? Like what would you want to tell yourself from actually like building a legitimate brand that's thriving? Yeah. What have you learned that you'd want to give to someone that's maybe just starting out? 
Ooh. One thing I've learned... Rephrase that movie. Like, for example, you're talking about, oh, you got to do product shoots and you have the fulfillment. Yeah. Like, someone that doesn't even know what FanJoy is yeah. and they maybe want to start it. Like, they just want to start a new brand. And when I say brand, I mean, like, when people think about T, T Fox brands, like they have that feeling, right? You're creating this like identity yeah. around yep, a brand. Yep, yep, yep. Like, what would you tell someone? Because obviously, it's crushing it. People know it. People wear it. You're killing it. Yeah. What would you tell yourself three years ago when you first started it, just based on what you've learned, to then give people some insight into like what it takes to build a successful brand? I think the biggest thing, like same with YouTube videos, it's like being consistent. And like one thing I was always really great at is is making sure all my friends have my stuff and always making sure like I like get placement in placement, a sense. product placement is huge. Yeah. Like my logo everywhere. Like yeah, you crush my, it. <laughs> top of my car always, like front of my car always, like always have my logo somewhere. Like I'd go out to events and I'd have like a red carpet event and I'd have Jessica go like to a store and get a nice bomber and put my logo on it. Okay. Like just like little things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, but then again, that comes back to like I just thought it was cool to put. My yeah. Logo on <laughs> yeah. But then like now realizing like I have like my trampoline with my big logo on it. Yeah, like, yeah. Cameron Dallas came to such the trampoline and he posts a story and like my huge logos in the background. Yeah. She's, like, just branding and being consistent and like really like giving people a reason to follow you. like what's another thing actually is what's the reason like behind the brand because like you could buy that shirt or you could buy this shirt like they're the same thing yeah, yeah. on your body and it keeps you warm yeah but, like why should somebody spend money on your t-shirt opposed to somebody else's yep. so i think i think actually one thing i wish i did better years ago was giving a better reason behind t fox brand kind of uh, logan paul was really great at that i think being a maverick and yeah be a maverick like that was his movement yep mine was just guys like if you like my clothes buy it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but it was never like nike just do it like, yeah, yeah i think that was the sure. big thing that i could have done a better job on okay have you read that book by phil knight shoe dog uh-uh. uh, i literally just finished it it's like how he built nike it's, okay. you should, yeah you should check it out bro it's actually oh, uh, do, do you read or how does that look um i have a I, a little bit okay but i'd be interested dude you should definitely read that book that shit's Tight. I need to finish the How to Win Friends and Influence People. People, Dale Carnegie. Yeah. yeah, that's one of my favorites for sure. No, yeah. definitely read the Nike book. That one's tight. I will. And everyone listening too, check it out. But uh, I have two more questions. So just to really wrap it up, just I would say in terms of the growth, right? Eight million on YouTube now. One of the goals is to hit 10 million. I, I think that's one of the things that I've learned of like, there's always more to do, right? Like yeah. you're not gonna, you didn't hit eight million. You're like, I, right, I made it, right? Yeah. So like, what's the mindset and like, how do you look at success, right? Because I'm sure if you were telling your 12 year old self, like, hey Tanner, you're gonna have 10 million subscribers, yeah, like, you were probably like, yeah, you know, you could do it, but like, actually having it is way different, yeah, yeah totally. right? So like, Everything. what is like. How do you think about success now? Because I'm sure people listening, right? They want, they think having eight million subscribers, like they made it, they're done. But then you come back to someone who has it, and you're you're thinking forward, right? Yeah, yeah. So how do you think about back to the question, like how do you think about success, and how does how have you adapted in that sense? I think I'm still in the middle of that a little bit because, like, you have these big, like you just said, you have these big goals, like, oh, I want to have this car. Yeah. Then you get the car, and you're like, oh, I have to pay a lot of money in insurance. I get all stressed out when you park it in parking lots. <laughs> yeah. It's expensive to maintain. You don't have a lot of room for your friends. Like you just start you start yeah. learning these things. But your like, problems. But then like the car, it's like it's like same thing when you get your house or when you get ten million subscribers. It's like okay, like I know I'll get the diamond play button. I'll be so excited. I'm gonna probably cry. Yeah. But like then months later, you're like okay, now I need twenty. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just it's just always that next thing. Yeah. That's so, so tight. The question. No, it's just like. I would say like no, that that really answered it. Of just like you, there's always more, yeah. right? Because that's what I've noticed too from just like yeah, yeah, down. Like, it, you never are satisfied, but in a healthy way, you know. Yeah, You're so not. I it, think I think what I'm I'm kind of getting better at is now that I've accomplished, uh, I I was so blessed to have accomplished a lot of the goals I like kind of yeah. envision. You see the reality of like accomplishing them, then you get to focus on I think bigger picture things. Yeah. And like 
like I think one thing that really drives me and hopefully one day I'll figure out which I think I will is like a way to help change the world like in, in an Elon Musk kind of way I yeah, think yeah. a lot of people are motivated by that like probably 100%, same as you. for sure like how do you actually solve a world problem like <laughs> yeah. actually and then yeah. and then be successful from that like, yeah. that's like way bigger deal than like being a billionaire just for having sure. a billion dollars it's like for sure to do something really cool like that so I think the I think the goals like almost get bigger and like change yeah, and yeah. like you start realizing what's more important like family and like yeah. supporting your family and spending more time with people and yep. having a better personal connection with people like you just start whereas before you were dreaming about having a Lamborghini now you're just like wow like, like I just purposeful. want I want purpose like more yeah. purpose I think that's where I'm at it's uh, kind that's of so tight that's tight at 19 yeah. <laughs> that's so tight so one thing I wanted to do just to really wrap it up is just like I was thinking about just not only from a content perspective but I, I saw this one video. I think you said like you want to retire by blank age, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? What, yeah, yeah. what was that? You uh, said I said I want to retire when I'm 25. Tw- what, uh, yeah, because that's what I saw. So, like, it's been my dream. Why is that? And is that still current? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you say retire, I think that's a word everyone kind of defines differently, right? Okay, so this is like, what, what do you define as retire yeah, 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 25? Yeah. So ever since <laughs> I was like 10 to 12, I've never had a normal family. Like my parents got divorced when I was nine. It was just mess. It was just okay. a big mess. So I've just always wanted a family my whole life. So ever since I was 12, I feel like I've always been about like making money and grinding up yeah, entrepreneurship yeah. like I was at school like selling these little pencil tips that I ordered online because like kids would buy the other ones at Blockbuster but I'd get the exclusive yeah. ones online I'd sell them <laughs> like I've just always like been about that so uh, I want to I want to not retire and stop working but I just want to be so comfortable like my idea of comfortable uh, and just be able to travel with my family and really spend time with my kids and have yeah. like you want to have kids by 25? Oh, yeah. Probably before. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, you, got a year, you got a couple years, brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I just want to, like, I think that's, like, the coolest thing. And, like, yeah, travel yeah. with your family and, like, just be able to spend actual time with them and not have any stress in your mind of, like, I have to do something. Yeah. But then from there, you have so much freedom and so much mental freedom that you're well off. You're good. You cannot work a day in your life. Yeah. But then you just get to have fun and do, like, so that's when you do some next level change the world type shit, I feel yep. like. It's no, like when you have... So I think that's where I would go. I don't think I'll ever stop working. I uh, have way too much energy to do. For that shit Got to it. Stop moving. But like, I think just be so stable when I'm 25. Have my kids. Have my wife. That's all I worry about. That's so tight. And then work on shit. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. So back to kids though. How many kids do you want to have? I just want to. You watching this in five years? Yeah, me yeah, going yeah, back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how many kids do you want to have? Like, what? Like, what's the? I want the, two. I want two. Two kids. Yeah, two kids. Oh, that's tight. That's the dream. I could deal with three. Okay. Okay. Cool. And then what? You had you just have. Your one sister, right? Yeah, just okay. me and my sister. Cool. So you got your family comes from two. Yeah, got it. Well, cool, brother. Just to wrap it up, people who are watching. Like, where is the best place for them to learn more? Obviously, we all know, but where should people go to figure out what Tanner Fox is doing on a daily basis? On a daily basis, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and if you want to see old, older content repurposed and some new content, Facebook. Got it, got it. And everyone watching, we're going to make Tanner start a podcast. Yes, what, what does it take? Yo, the people, first person, dude, bro. like I, I definitely, because like it's funny because we were talking before and everyone listening, I, I've been doing podcasts for two years now, I do three a week and everyone that I know, drama, all these people that are starting it, even like Jordan Belfort and it's popping and I walked into his house, I was like, dude, you need to do a podcast. So I want you to, Number, we'll talk about it, but I want this to be a video that we look back on and you're like, yeah. I'm like, that son of a bitch. I'm so glad I started the podcast. <laughs> no, he has a dude, I was telling him, like, you could do, you could have a top 100, top 10 business podcast easy overnight. So we're going to make it happen. And yeah. I wanted to put it out there in the universe so that it's documented. Let's go. <laughs> I love that. Well, cool. Well, everyone listening, everyone watching the Rise Young Podcast, Tanner, thank you so dude, much, brother. Real. Thank you so thank much. Thank you for having me. And last but not least, make sure you check out T Fox brand, Space, Space Station Gaming. And yeah, last but not least, Make sure you subscribe. Thanks so much for tuning in. Boom. Let's go. Peace.